0: The time is sweet 16 today,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're kind of excited because there's a long uh, history and story behind how this whole thing began, and we're going to share some of that, just some of the miracle story. because We've come a long way. Yeah, and, and I think in a lot of ways, like I wrote this in the email I sent out today, like um, it kind of never should have happened, and uh, I don't know, it's just interesting how God works, and so we're going to share some of that story today and just kind of celebrate a little bit of what God's done over the last 16 years, because we're thankful to be part of it, honored to be part of it. That's
1: really the biggest takeaway here, or the biggest thing that we want to communicate is it's been really exciting when you look back and you see what God has done, and I think on an anniversary like this, it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, let's talk about this, but I think this is such an important thing to do in your own life, like look back over the years and see God's faithfulness Yes. and what he has done. Uh, you can journal about this. I mean, even just in the last year, I recently was asked to do a timeline of something and I was like, there's no way I can remember. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, boom. <laughs> I remembered all these things. i back to you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, dang. My memory yeah. is a lot better than I think. I think just once you put your mind to it, you can remember a lot of stuff. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. But well, this
1: is a great exercise, I think, for anyone to do.
0: And I, don't, I admittedly, I don't feel like I do enough good enough job just um, celebrating, and yeah, because uh, I'm always on to the next thing, on to the next goal, to the next whatever, and that's something I could grow in. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I want to just start with that, just kind of highlighting. Um, and if you know us, if you've been around a while, hopefully you know our hearts. And this isn't to boast in any way, other than to boast on God and boast to brag on in what the He's Lord. done, because. Yeah. Uh, we're both very aware of where we've come from and what uh, we can do in our own strength but um, to date we've had over 55 million visitors through our website podcast um, and our YouTube channel. I can't believe that which is uh, mind blowing to think about um, there I can't are, believe that there are 300 million people that live in the United States <laughs> like it's just crazy it's just crazy um, and, and so that whole thing, like, just is mind blowing. And so, so that's fun. And, and that's a really crazy, like, touch point that we've had. But um, the next level of excitement for me is the nearly 10,000 students that we've had come through our mm. courses. And the reason that gets me more excited is because those people I feel like we've gone deeper with. All of yeah. our students, um, you know, because we had the blog for probably 10 years before we ever. Created a course and everything was just an article that we had written, uh, and, yeah, and, and that's you where so people much of to get value
1: came. out of it. Yeah, but
0: and I think plenty of people did. But mm-hmm. man, when we created a course, like that's when we really started seeing the emails come in and the testimonials, and mm-hmm. uh, so so that is really really exciting, exciting to me. And yeah. then our last big project, which has been this book, Simple Money, Rich Life. Um, we're pushing twenty thousand.
1: Not the final project, but
0: not the final. Project. That was. But we're pushing 20,000 copies of that. um, I can't can't
1: believe that either. found
0: new homes. And um, so anyway, so all of these things, like, we're just telling you so that we can personally celebrate because we're, Mm -hmm. I want to take a moment and just acknowledge what God's done because it's so uh, fun and exciting just to kind of step back and be thankful and grateful for all of that. Well, and
1: that's where we are now. But I think it's good to go back and look at the beginning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because...
1: Uh, this whole thing, and I, th- I think we can use this as encouragement for other people that this whole thing was just a tiny inkling of what if I just started this, like that's how it began.
0: Yeah, and let's bring them back. Which is to where that point. seed
1: time is really coming from. Is it's just this tiny little seed that you think is this going to do anything? Yeah,
0: that's is this exactly going to produce it. anything? That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, starting just kind of telling you where we were in this situation. This was in 2007. I was, um, you know, and if you read the book, you'll know in part three a little bit where I'm going with this. But I was in a dead end job. I was in a dead end career. I felt more discouraged and depleted and um, hopeless mm-hmm. in my career and really financial situation. Uh, yeah, than possibly at any other point in my life. And it was a real, really hard time for me, and I remember um, a couple of different things happened in that season. I remember after, so I, long story short, I'm working in this company, this financial services company, and um, got like one or two promotions that were like whatever, two percent pay raises type of things, and I, I, and this is why I was going to get my four year degree in college. So I end up. Getting my four-year degree, my business degree, I graduate. And I'm like, all right, I got my diploma now. And so now they're going to take me seriously. Now I'm going to be able to get this big promotion whatever. And so I started applying internally for all these jobs. And almost all of them are like, well, we want all this experience. In a, and they just didn't really care about the degree, which was which- – it's, so discouraging, yeah,
1: discouraging because they kept saying, Well, you don't have a degree once you get a degree, like yes. it was like a promise to you, like once you get a degree, that you'll have yeah. all these doors of opportunity open to yeah, you. Yeah, that
0: was kind of how HR talked, but then, like, once I started applying for all the, these jobs internally, it just wasn't mattering, and so uh, I felt really, really discouraged in that, but ended up getting this this job that was like one pay raise higher so it's again probably an extra two thousand dollars a year i made after i got my four-year degree so i'm like whatever it's something i'm moving forward at least it's one step so so then i go into that position and i worked there for like a year and a half and one of the hardest moments in that whole thing was when my boss or actually this new uh kid i should say because we were all kids at that point um, the new guy gets hired he's in our like department, sitting right, right next to you, my desk mate. We're becoming friends. And he's working there for like a week or two. And I watched my boss come over and, and basically start talking to him and say, hey, I want to try to get you out over here to this other department um, because you have a college degree. And so you can be working out over there and be earning a whole lot more money. So I'm going to try to do that. And my jaw dropped. And I'm like, She doesn't know that I have a college degree. And I've been here for a year and a half, you know.
1: Well, yeah. And and at this point, you're like, do I just be like, wait a second, I have a college degree too. Like, how do you bring that up casually?
0: And in hindsight, like, I think it was the way that it was written on the uh, resume. Like, she didn't know what BSBA or whatever it was meant. Like, I don't know. Anyway, it was just one of those moments where I felt so overlooked. And I felt like, oh, man. You Know and it was just like a kick, you needed while to actually spell
1: it out literally, spell it out for literally.
0: It. Yeah, and so it's it a good
1: tip. Actually, let's just take that right now. If you are putting out a resume, <laughs> don't use acronyms, use the like, write it, spell it all out because yeah. some people just don't know, you know.
0: Yeah, so anyway, all good that lesson. to say, um, yeah, like there was one kick in the stomach after another, after yeah. another, after another. Um, and, and that season was just a really, really hard season, and, and looking back, I can see that God was doing stuff, but out of that, in the midst of that, in the midst of that despair and everything, I decided, you know what, I think I want to start a blog. Um, and what's funny about that is kind of like, as I thought this, it literally came out of a conversation, we had a dinner with some friends I don't even uh, where, know if we
1: were at dinner. I don't think we were that high of spenders at that point. No, I we, think we were we at dinner. Were, we
0: were at dinner for uh, we What's-Her-Face's birthday. Church. I forgot. Oh, no, it okay. was at somebody's birthday party. We were having dinner. Anyway, I was talking to two guy friends, and I was pitching my idea to my one buddy who's kind of business-minded. And I said, hey, I want to start a website where you know, I talk about what I'm learning about personal finance and then Proverbs and how these two kind of intersect. And and I'm like I'm gonna post like a new article each day, just kind of sharing my thoughts. He's like, that sounds like a blog. And I remember being like, what's a blog? <laughs> He's like, well, that's a blog. What you're talking about? Mm-hmm. That's a blog. You just post a new thing every day, um, which is still a fairly novel concept at that point in mm-hmm. 2007. And so yeah, anyway, it was
1: really like I ate this for breakfast. It was almost like your Facebook status, like a it was bit, the, yeah. that that type of thing, because yeah. Facebook wasn't around then.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, so I start researching, find some different blogging platforms. And anyway, start a blog. And yeah, so officially, this was uh, yeah, uh, June 1st, 2007 is when the blog officially launched.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that was ChristianPF.com at the time for anybody who remembers.
1: 2007 or 2008?
0: This is 2007. Whoa. All right. 2007. Uh, and so I start this thing while I'm in this job, while I'm struggling. And... Um, You know, and like everybody else, if you start a blog and like no one's reading it, like no one's commenting, like your your mom and your grandma are coming and such a good article, honey, you know, (laughs) and so you have all that and um but like it it felt good to me because it was a release, it was something to get my mind off of my situation that Mm -hmm. was so discouraging. And and so I just kept doing it and I you know
1: So and we got married in two thousand five. So when he started this he started taking it a little bit more seriously. And I remember it was like, it's Saturday morning. Like, let's sleep in. Let's just lay yeah. in bed and have breakfast in bed and lounge around, you know. And yeah. Bob was like, I've got to get this done. I've got to work on this.
0: Well, I was determined to write <laughs> three is... articles a week at the beginning. That's yeah. what I was doing. And and so, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> carving out whatever time I could. I remember for a while I had a season where I would write from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on, on Friday night. There was a season where I was getting up really early on Saturday mornings writing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like we had – I had a full-time job. And right. I had a newlywed wife who was very demanding of my time. I still am.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so.
1: And now you have a little girl who is also very demanding I of your do. time.
0: A little cutie, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so. I we, we're working on this blog. I'm writing a few articles a week, and we're seeing some progress. And I, I still remember the first seven cents we made from that blog. <laughs> I remember where my desk was sitting in that tiny little apartment we had.
1: Mm-hmm. Was it by the sliding door? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: And I remember that first seven cents we made in AdSense, and I was so excited mm-hmm. about it. And obviously not because of seven cents. Can't do anything with that. But I was excited just because it was the first amount of money we had generated from this and so like a lot of businesses will put up their one dollar their first dollar on the wall it's like we don't even have that we had seven cents but no but that seven cents
1: to you represented if i can do seven cents i can probably get to a dollar yeah like and i I think you incrementally like increase your your vision for it like not your vision but just like the i could i think i could actually get to a dollar let's see if we could get to a dollar which made the earning a living off of it a lot less daunting.
0: Yeah, this is one of my favorite ways. This is just a little bit of a, I don't know, life hack, mental hack or whatever. One of my favorite ways to kind of break down big goals is to think in terms of tens. And so back to this seven cents. Like once I saw that I made seven cents, I knew what I needed to do to make 70 cents. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just need to do the same thing that I did multiple times, and then I would get to 70 cents. Yeah, And I, I figured, once I made 70 cents, all right, I know what to do to make 70 cents, so I just keep doing that, or I multiply that, and I can get to seven dollars. Yeah. And once I've made seven dollars, I know what to do to make 70 dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so just those increments of 10 make it so much more uh, attainable, thinking through that, rather than, I made seven cents, now I need to figure out how to make whatever, three or $4,000 a month for us to pay our bills. Mm. Like That's too big of a leap for most people to comprehend, but if you go with these small increments, and for me, I found multiples of 10 works really, really good. But anyway, so we made our first seven cents, and then I'm working on that blog for the next nine, 10 months, and at the end of that point, I think we've made about $100 total, which – was kind of a victory. I think that's when we got our first AdSense check sent to us because, Oh
1: yeah, that was because exciting. we
0: we officially crossed the hundred dollar threshold, so they were gonna send us some money. <laughs> and uh, and so I was excited by that. But at the end of the day it was seven, eight months worth of work, probably 10, 15 hours a week to get to making a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So it was a very low paying job at the beginning. And uh, and anyway, so that happened and then right around that point um, while I was in my job, I remember my boss called me and our entire department into the conference room and crams us all in there because it's a real small conference room. And he was one of the kindest, uh, most friendly guys i had ever met. Um, and he was a higher level executive because we worked at kind of the trust company there. And but yet he was like just really good at having a conversation
1: mm-hmm. with
0: the entry level folk, yeah. all the peasants. Like he could have a conversation with us really well while still you know um having conversations with the executives and the ceo like he just just had good people skills yeah and really likable guy anyway so he comes in and i remember walking in that room and sitting on my chair and looking up and looking at his eyes and his eyes were like welling up he didn't have a smile on his face and i'm like oh man this is not good (laughs) you know and my first thought was
1: and you guys kind of knew based on well, the news, right? It was well, yeah, like- a lot
0: was going on. This is 2008 um, or, yeah, 2007-8 era. I guess this would have been early 2008 at that point. And, um, and anyway, so in all this, like I remember him uh, just – something's not right. I can tell just by looking at him. And he goes on to say, um, guys, um, I have no easy way to say this, but our company or our – our company had gotten bought out. Like we knew that, but we didn't know what all was going to change. And he's like, well, at the end of the day, our entire department is unnecessary. It's redundant. The uh, parent company just bought us out. They have their own trust company. They don't need you. Um, and so our days are numbered, and whatever, and however many months it's going to be, um, you're going to be out of a job, you know? And that's what it was. And, and a lot of the people that I worked with that po- at that point um, had been in this job for 15, 20, maybe more years. And I felt, I felt really bad for them because it's like there's really specific positions that aren't easy to get. Well, and I think that company job. did a
1: great job of we're going to uh, train you for our specific technique and no yeah. one else's. So yeah. it was like you would go through all this training, take tests and stuff, and it didn't apply to anywhere else but them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a really tough position to be put in, I think.
0: So, yeah, so it was, it was hard. But out of that, I remember, all right, well, I, at least I'm young. You know, I'm young at this point. I can start over pretty easily. And And maybe someone else
1: will value your college degree.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I had been beaten up so bad. I just didn't feel like I had much lower to go. Yeah. And I kind of felt like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah. I'll go start mowing lawns. Like, I don't really care. Like, just get me out of here, you know? Uh, And and anyway, so I began looking for another job. And as I do, I just really sense the Lord's like, nope, that's not it. (laughs) Like, well... What do you want me to do? Because I have this wife who still loves to eat and live indoors. And, I
1: do. Um, I like, not camping.
0: What, what do I do here? And so <laughs> I just felt like I was supposed to work on this blog full time, which was so crazy in 2008. It was just such a bizarre idea. Yeah. To become a full time blogger. Like, uh, yeah. anyway. It, like, uh, now I know so many professional bloggers. I know so many people making a full-time right. living it's not as big a online a with yeah. Instagram or whatever. But man, at that point, I literally knew two bloggers in the entire world. Now I didn't know them personally. just knew of two in the entire world who were making a full-time who living Who were blogging.
1: they? Do you remember?
0: Um, Steve Pavlina and Darren Rouse were the only two I'd ever heard of making anything that resembled a full-time income. <laughs> So it just felt so crazy. And I remember, um, if you guys have been around, you probably heard me talk about my millionaire mentor, the guy who taught me a lot about investing, a lot about money, and how I kind of think through things. And uh, I remember having a conversation with him as I was kind of, I, I didn't want to tell anybody. I was so embarrassed of this. I felt like, <laughs> I don't, people are like, hey, Bob, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, you know, just like mumble and wander away, because I didn't want people you to know, know.
1: What bird is that? Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Just change the subject. Because I just felt like it's this is a terrible idea. I feel like I'm supposed to do it, but it feels like a terrible idea. And so, anyway, so I go to my millionaire mentor. He was actually my guitar teacher because he was retired and, um, anyway, all that stuff. And he taught me jazz guitar a little bit. So I'm in there with him, and somehow this comes up, and he asks me what I'm going to do. And I'm like, well, I got this blog that's making a very small amount of money. Um, and I think I'm going to kind of put my energy towards that and, you know, do it full time. He's like, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea, Bob. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and, and it was really tricky because, and this is a lesson too, because um, he was someone I really looked up to and who right. helped me in so many ways and impacted my thinking in so many ways. But this is one area where he was just off. And you the know, Bible says we all know in part. And we have to you know, be careful who we're taking advice from, especially when we know that God's leading us to do something. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, so I had to wrestle with that, you know, the guy who had impacted my thinking and influenced my um, my money, thoughts, and mm-hmm. investing, like everything, like more than probably anyone. And now I have to like look at him and in his face, basically say, no, I'm not I'm taking your it. advice. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm doing it anyway. Um, so well, that was hard. Yeah. And I mean, I do remember. So here's the thing. I, I think people hear this story oftentimes and they think they they look at me and they're like, "Well, what the heck? What did you think?" you know. Yeah. And th- there was a difference even though this does seem crazy. Like w- you were seeking counsel from different people. We were praying about this a lot. Yeah. We were actually in unity cuz I sensed the sense the same thing you did. I sensed that there was something here even though neither of us knew how it was going to play yeah. out. And on top of that, we did a lot of practical things. And basically decided if this doesn't go well, here's how we're going to handle it. You yeah. know what I mean? So we yeah. had, I don't want to say backup plans, but it was like we weren't we we knew that we were not going to be out, you know, on the streets. Mm-hmm. We like we had talked to your parents. Your parents were like, okay, you know, if you're going to do it before kids, this is the time to do it. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it at all, don't wait till after you have kids to take the sleep, Do it now. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And they they basically said, you can come live with us, which I think we were both like, thank you. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but yeah. thank you. You know, So I'm saying all that to say, a lot of times people are like, well, I'm just going to quit everything, <laughs> which is something I would do. I'm just quitting. <laughs> It'll work out. But that was not the case. This was not a panicked decision. This was a very well thought out, counseled yeah. um. Yeah, decision.
0: Yeah, true. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's a decision that goes against sound judgment. And I think that's the thing. Because oftentimes when we follow God, it goes against common wisdom. Like, I would not give this advice to anyone. Yeah. Like, if anyone comes up to me, and they've done this multiple times, probably dozens of times over the years, said, hey, Bob, I want to be a full-time blogger. I'm thinking I'm going to go quit my job next week and then start a blog. I'm like, no, no. That is a terrible idea. Like, that is just a bad idea. Now, if you feel like God is leading you to do that and directing you to do that, that's a whole different story. Right. But just the the idea of starting a blog to become a full-time blogger and just, it, it takes a long time. It's
1: Yeah, yeah and it takes it's just, a lot of work.
0: Yeah, all that together. Yeah. So anyway, my point is, is that this was just one of those things, um, like, you know, marching around the walls of Jericho seven times and then yelling real loud, where it's like, it's just a terrible idea, yeah. but if it's a God idea, then then it works. Then it's God, you know, and and I think that's one of those things where it's like I uh just had a really strong feeling, <clears throat> hunch, that this was God, and I just I just knew I just mm-hmm. knew, and as scared as I was, I just knew this was what we were supposed to do. Yeah, I didn't know how it was going to play out. I didn't know if it would work out. I didn't know if this is I'm going to do this for a year, and then I'll go back and get another job. Like, I had no idea, but I just knew that it was what I was supposed to do, you know. So, um, where are we now? So then we're starting, and we jump out, and, um, and some of you know the story, but it was crazy. Uh, I mean, I'll give I'll give you another piece of the story. that I don't share a whole lot. Uh, that last month, so we had been increasing our income for the the previous oh, yeah. months up to this point and so we really start making some headway we get to the point where we're making about eight hundred dollars a month i think it was
1: yeah in nine. which
0: i'm like all right this is this is exciting we're moving forward yeah. and i'm like you know at that point i think we needed probably about three three plus three to four thousand dollars to cover our expenses
1: well and i was i, I was working part-time but yeah. i was probably making half of what we needed yeah and so yeah so anyway
0: like, $800 a month, that was pretty exciting that we had kind of ramped up and gotten to that point. And this is all before my final day at this company. And that, uh, it was like two weeks before I'm going to, I'm done my final day there and I'm 100% a full time blogger. About two weeks before that, I really sensed God lead me to stop doing um, essentially one of the things that we were doing to generate revenue on the site. Um, basically selling a specific uh, text ads or whatever, and um, and I'm like, oh. And this was
1: again something that one of your kind of mentors was like, yeah, you got to do this. This is how you earn money.
0: Well, he told me this is the only way you're going to make it work, and um, <laughs> and then God leads me to not do that thing, and I remember just wrestling with this so much. I remember I'm like, this doesn't.
1: I remember you telling me this, and you're like, Yeah, you're like, This, I can't, how can I do this? I can't do it.
0: I literally thought without doing that, it is going to be impossible to succeed. It is going to be absolutely impossible. Uh And so, um, and then add to this, if I stopped doing that, that was going to take our revenue from $800 down to $100 per month. (laughs) And so. Uh yep. after a lot of wrestling and just praying and just finally just, I, I just think this is God. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I did it. I turned them all off. And then so that final month, the day before um, I went full time as a blogger, we made $100 for that month. Um, and so after ne- nearly a year of working on my blog, uh, you know, whatever, part time, 10 to 15 hours a week, mm-hmm. we were making $100 per month. And uh, anyway, so it was just one of those things where it's like, all right, this is, could not be more impossible, like, to get this into a full-time income.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: after a year of work, we've gotten up to $100. Right. So where the heck does this, how, how many years is this going to take even to get to $500, you right. know, or whatever? So that's how we start. And so that's basically, it was like right at a year, wasn't it? June yeah, 1st it was- of 2008. Yeah. So it's like a year later, okay? So June first, two thousand eight, and we um, then uh, I become a full time blogger and I start doing all that, and then month after month it was amazing. We start seeing that revenue just start come up and up and up and up every single month, like clockwork. And nine months later, we were earning more from that blog than my old day job, which I remember just being like, "How did this even happen?"
1: Well, you got to tell them about the text links too. What do you mean? What ended up happening with the text links?
0: I don't know. Remind me. What am I forgetting in the story?
1: Google started uh, penalizing looking, yeah, sites and stuff. Yes. Yeah,
0: that was probably was that, <coughs> it. Was, yeah, explain, it was one of those explain things. Explain
1: that a little bit better. The gist of it is, I
0: feel like God gave me a heads up to stop doing something that would have ultimately uh, undermined what we were doing. I think that's what it was. Oh. Because the site would. It was just God's so smart. He's so smart in how he does things. And that's, I think that's what it was. It ended up being
1: imperative that we turned off those links. Yep. It would have destroyed our site. It would have destroyed us. And it would have probably made it impossible for us to move forward. You would have had to go get another job.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, so that was kind of how it turned. So, we reached that nine month point. We're making more from the blog than my old day job, which was mind blowing enough. And then six months later, it was double that. And I'm like, I just don't, I could not wrap my brain. It was so
1: So he replaced to both me. of our incomes within, what, a year and a half? Yeah. Less than that? It was
0: so foreign to me. Like, it, it just, just crazy, 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 crazy. And it was one of those things that just changed the way I, I perceive what's possible. Because my box was really small in terms of what I thought was possible, in terms of my salary, in terms of what I thought I could earn, and... Uh, what my potential was. Like, my box was just really limited and really small. And that was one of those things that forever just changed and shifted mm-hmm. how I think about all this stuff, you know? Um, so.
1: Well, yeah, and as we, so much of what we talk about now is is based a lot of off those, you know, some some of these patterns that we've seen happen over and over again. And this was, I think, one of the first big ones where it was like, uh, you know, we talk about this in in the book and in true financial freedom but the battle is his but we have to show up it yeah. was like we had to do the thing that he asked us to do <laughs> and yeah. just be like okay i don't know I, this might not be pretty but we're going to we're going to show gonna up it. because he's asking us to do it and watching him come through in a way that we were not expecting and it wasn't us like it was it was very clear that it was like this is just god doing yeah. it no, there's no was, other explanation here. <laughs>
0: that was honestly so fun because I I felt like, you know, I think when my 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 understanding of the co-laboring with us and God on things, it, it the best way to describe it is like this. We have our 4-year-old, and sometimes I'll pull the car out of the garage into the driveway or vice versa, and he's like, "Dad, can I come ride with you?" My like, guess, "Can I sit on your lap?" "Yes." So, can I steer? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> he's got his hands on the wheel. We're backing out of the garage. Okay. He feels like he's driving, you know? Yeah. And that's that's the story of this. And I think yeah. so many things in our life where we're co-laboring with God, it's like we feel like we have some sense of control because we have our hands on the steering wheel. But we're so <laughs> clueless about how uh, small our part is in the whole thing. Yeah. And And that's what this was. Where it's like, I, and I, I was so aware of it in this case, um,
1: yeah.
0: where it's like, this is, this is just bonkers. And yeah. I don't feel like I had anything to do with it other than literally just obey what he asked me to do, what I felt like we were supposed to do.
1: Right. And taking small steps forward yeah. in a thing that feels like, is this really going to, is anything going to come out of this? Is this really going to go anywhere?
0: Yeah, so since we're doing this as an anniversary episode, and we're just kind of like sharing, um, which side note, we're gonna do a couple giveaways in a few minutes. So, hang with yeah. us if you want to hear some of that. But um, I wanted to share a little bit more of the story since we're talking on this. I'll just kind of give you more of the backstory of Seed Time. So, from that point, uh, we are officially full time bloggers. Or I'm a full time blogger. What was it? Maybe a year later, you retired to come kind of.
1: I think I retired in-, in 2000. 9? 2010?
0: So Linda retired at her job at the church as, what were you doing, the bulletin there or something at that yeah, point? Yeah, I was
1: working in the communications So she department. retired
0: to come be my assistant, mm-hmm. of which she was pretty bad at that.
1: <laughs> Fun fact, one time Bob told me that if he had to hire me, he never would.
0: Well, I think you should explain the context for mm-hmm. that. No, it wasn't hiring you anyway. If he
1: if he had the opportunity, if I wasn't his wife, and he was like, Not, "I'm looking for someone to fill this position," it would have never been me.
0: Because it wasn't the, anyway. So the, we need to explain this. So you don't make me look like a Uh
1: I think it's me. It's telling more about me than it is you.
0: No, I don't think so. So, what what we have learned, <laughs> uh, and this is what's so powerful, and we talk about this a lot, uh, is that God designed us all with intentionality. You know, He created us all with unique and special gifts that we have. And uh, oftentimes, they're very, very different. And Mm -hmm. Linda's and mine are very, very different. Mm -hmm. And so, Linda as an administrative assistant, it's just not not your strong suit, you know. But we have found your sweet spot. We found the value that you can add. And that's really fun. Um, But anyway, (laughs) so we hired Linda as assistant. That didn't work out very well. And then we went on a period, and again, just giving you a lot of the deep backstory made with everything. Um, I began um my original idea and vision for seed time was for it to be a big brand that i and linda were way hidden in the background and yeah. that no one would know who we are um i don't i'm did, an introvert by nature like i yeah. had no desire for us for anyone to know who we are you really did, that's what it you didn't want
1: to. our face on the website i didn't want our face, face on the web anywhere. it was really you at the time so you didn't want your face anywhere you were like it, it's better if nobody sees me like I'll do a podcast or whatever, but they don't need to see my face.
0: Yeah. And so at that point, we we were growing a lot. Things were moving really quickly because we had figured out how yeah. I had learned a lot about SEO and search engine optimization for everybody doesn't know that. And so I we got really good at writing articles that people were searching for in Google. And so people would ask, you know.
1: Well, you uh, and you hired a bunch of writers too to help. Yeah. So
0: that was the next phase. So yeah. So basically, that was like part of my unique skill set was being able to identify what are people searching for in Google and how can we give them the answer to their problem. So mm-hmm. it's like, what does the Bible say about tithing? All right, well, let's write an article about that. Like, um, uh, touchy
1: subject. He found touchy it out. Touchy subject. By the way, by the way, by
0: the way. <laughs> um, and you know, and so like people were searching for wanted a budgeting spreadsheet. That's like, all right, let's make one and let's create a resource that blah blah blah. So like we would do all these things to give people the answers that we're looking for, which mm-hmm. is still a great idea. Like, um, and so that's kind of where we were in all that and as those questions and, and opportunities increase we just realized let's start hiring more writers we ended up hiring a team of like 10 writers um, and a lot of people don't remember this or know this but we had a season where we had like 10 different writers we were producing, coming out with a new article every day um, and I essentially was the editor and that was kind of the role that I was playing and that's where I wanted to go with it and yet again, well, uh, yeah, because
1: all those b- different perspectives, I think you you were thinking that all these different perspectives are helping create a more holistic picture, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, because one of the things I've always felt pretty strongly about from the beginning is um, denominationally, like our goal is to build bridges with seed time. It's not to be super narrow. Like I've been in multiple different denominations, um, you know, as I've grown up and and yeah, I just want the body of the Christ, the body of Christ to be the body right. and to not have all these super narrow denominations fighting over all these nitpicky things. And so uh, so that was part of it. It's mm-hmm. like, how can we get multiple voices on here yeah. sharing different perspectives about these issues um, and questions that people have and all that stuff? And mm-hmm. so that was kind of where we were running, where we we're heading. And we were growing a lot. We were having, yeah, things were going really, really well. And in that, um, again, God kind of throws that flips it on his head. And I felt like he's like, I want you to become the face of this brand. I want you to be the brand. And I'm like, I don't want to, I want to hide in the background, um, and just kind of disappear and let seed time be the brand and whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, so that was a kind of painful change that I didn't really want to go through. Uh, you weren't really in the picture much at this point. So it was Mm -hmm. mostly me. And, um, yeah. And so that kind of shifted. Uh, I'm trying to think where we are at this point. So yeah, we I start shifting that direction a little bit. And then we get to whatever, probably 2015. This is where we rebrand to Seed Time. Um, and I don't remember exactly how all those pieces were connected. But we changed from Christian Piaf, rebranded to Seed Time. Uh, which yeah, was that was a big thing which is a big issue that we've struggled with the search engines because as soon as we did that we lost tons of traffic and i hired all these the best seo consultants i could find in the world like all this <laughs> stuff and we just could not solve this problem and ultimately it's like all right well we're rebranded now it's like it's just what and, it is
1: yeah it was almost like we started a new business
0: yeah so so that was another struggle that we don't need to go too deep in but <clears throat> So business continues to grow, and then I began making another mistake that easily could have taken the entire business out, and that was that I kept chasing shiny things, shiny object syndrome. And so I was a mastermind with four or five other really smart guys who all were doing similar enough things and... Every week or month, one would say, hey, I'm doing this thing. This is working really. Hey, I'm doing this thing. And so I just started running all these different directions, Mm -hmm. doing multiple things and spreading myself so thin to the point that... um, Well, and it
1: was still pretty much just you at that point. Like, you didn't have... You might have had a couple... Like, I think Lauren was working with us.
0: Yeah. So I had essentially an assistant, but... And then I I guess the writers were probably mostly gone at that point. And so it was mostly me and my assistant at that point. And so I'm trying to do... Too many things, too many projects, wearing too many hats, too many jobs, all this stuff. And, uh, so I finally just get so worn down and this is the end of 2016, I guess at this point, completely burned out. You said you thought I was burned out.
1: Yeah, you were. So then you were just exhausted and it felt like you, you, you were telling me you were like, I don't have a purpose.
0: Yeah, You're I like, didn't feel we've
1: made enough money that I don't feel you were you basically were like because the, the business had done well and you were like, I, we've made enough money that I don't feel like, well, I'm just I'm just working so hard so that I can pay our bills like we weren't at that point anymore. Yeah. We had passed that point to where we were living a comfortable life and you were like, I, that's fine. But what is the purpose in it? Yeah. You know,
0: I was really struggling with purpose. Yeah, a lot. And. And so at this point, this is 2007, we take our yearly sabbatical that we'd been doing since probably 2010. We mm-hmm. started
1: doing it, Which is for a month.
0: We take it for a month. And at the end of that month, I felt just... And this sounds... I, if you're listening to this and you're like, I would love a week off, you know? Like, it's absolutely insane, but I felt that burnt out that after a month off, I didn't feel any better. I didn't feel refreshed or whatever. And, and again, I... I uh, I remember being in my um, office at the time, and I had my checklist of what I was going to do each month, and I was going to check off sabbatical, and I saw it written up there. I'm like, I think it's spelled wrong. So I go search Google sabbatical, the word sabbatical, to see how to spell it. (laughs) And I land on the Wikipedia page for sabbatical and start reading through. I don't know why. And this one line in there said, like, a sabbatical historically means one year or something like that. And it just jumped off the screen at me. And it was the Holy Spirit going, ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, which you got to be kidding me. Is, There's no way.
1: So when we when we take our sabbaticals, we typically go somewhere. And yeah. we had driven to we were Arizona. We in Scottsdale that year, yeah. <laughs> so we drove from Tennessee to Arizona, which was
0: long drive. a really long drive. Long and drive. on the
1: way home... I remember you saying you're like I just don't think I'm done. I think I'm going to take like another couple weeks or something.
0: Yeah. So at that and point, right when I'm he like,
1: said that, something in me was like, it's not going to be a couple weeks.
0: Did you feel like it was supposed to be a year at that yes. point? Really? That's. But crazy. I didn't
1: say anything that because is I'm crazy like, that I'm not going to tell the heads up him
0: before me. I'm That's not going so to. I'm not
1: going to say anything because if I say it, then it's not God's idea anymore. <laughs> it's my idea.
0: Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> so
1: anyway, so you so, do that.
0: So anyway, I just really start sensing I'm supposed to take a year off, in which I didn't prepare for this. Like, we didn't.
1: Yeah, we prepared to leave for a month.
0: unprepared for this. And I was, I had all this stuff planned over the next few months. Like, just crazy, crazy stuff. And I felt like we were supposed to take that entire year off. And I was supposed to walk away from the business. And um, anyway, this was all out of Leviticus. I think it's 20 or 25 uh, the the passage about where God said I, I want you to farm the land um, plant and harvest in the land for six years and on the seventh year let it rest and and that was kind of how he was kind of bringing me to this and I needed that rest and part of the promise there is that by doing that on the after you let it rest then it's going to be able to produce more when you let the land rest you know mm-hmm. so I Wrestle with this. We talked about this. And I finally, again, get to this point where it's like, okay, God, I guess I will do this. <laughs> like, I just really sensed I was supposed to do it. And I'm I'm someone who really likes working. I oh, can yeah. lean towards workaholism. So this isn't, there's some I, people who are like, this is amazing. And I could and be I, a
1: total couch potato and be fine with that. But Bob is not that type of person. He's so very driven.
0: This wasn't something I was excited about. This wasn't my idea. This wasn't anything I wanted to do. Uh, it was just what I felt like we were supposed to do. And so I talked to my assistant. We kind of worked out some of the logistics, and I basically said, here's what we're going to do. One hour per month, we're going to talk, and I'm going to, um, yeah, answer questions for you, help you whatever, do what you need to do to maintain well, what, what as much as possible Lauren for an say? hour. I don't know. We should bring her on or ask her we sometime. We should bring her I don't on. remember. Uh, and so, so that's what it was for the entire year. One hour per month, I would see her, and um, and and so we had some passive pieces of the business that were working, but about halfway through the year, they completely stopped working. And so I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be able to make I was it. It's
1: going to work, yeah. I don't know if
0: we're going to make it throughout the end of the year um, and be able to pay the bills. I had no idea, but well, God sustained us and through it all. F-
1: our friends Ty and talent they were like, "This is kind of like." Um, Abraham laying Isaac yeah. on the altar. I
0: mean, let's not be that dramatic. You don't but need yes, to be that, that
1: dramatic. But there, there was definitely some of that, like, this was the thing that we were like.
0: Ah. Yeah, this is our baby. And it it's was, like it I'm was laying my business down. I have no idea if it's going to be there when we get back. Um, and so that was really interesting. And so I remember that whole year, friends were like, all right, well, if you're taking a year off, and God's Surely. calling you to take a year off. He's got to be downloading oh, all this great wisdom yeah. revelation for you. Like there's got to be some significant reason. And I am not joking you. For eleven months and, like three weeks, <laughs> I felt like crickets. Like I was hearing nothing from God.
1: I, although our our daughter was born, which oh, was yeah. a crazy story, in that we we were in the process of adopting and. The, the birth mother didn't decide until the day after or until the, the day she was born. And so we didn't get a call from our adoption agency until the day after she was born saying, how soon can you get here? And so that was a whole whirlwind of.
0: So we were thing, unprepared was, for that. But had we not been taking a sabbatical, like I my everything would have been a complete mess. Yeah. And then I got to spend her first year of her life like, yeah giving her a ton of attention, yeah. which is really, really cool. Really sweet. So that was part of the blessing there. But anyway, point is, I'm going this entire year, 11, year, 11 months and about three weeks before I hear anything from God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm feeling like this feels like a complete waste of a year. I feel like, it's like, I just haven't gotten any revelation. Like, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. Yeah. And that last week before that thing was over, um, I got... Super clear direction from God that we, and really just convicted me that we were not sharing uh, the miraculous things that he had been doing in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, no one knew. No one even knew that we had paid off our house. Like we didn't.
1: Or our cars. We
0: didn't. We just didn't share any of our financial information. (laughs) Um, No one knew like what he had helped us give. Um, And like no one knew any of that stuff. And and it was really interesting because I just felt like, well, it's just private. I don't want to keep it that way. Basically,
1: everything you read in the book, we hadn't been talking about, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so in that...
1: Are we frozen? I don't know. I'm trying to see. Guys, are we frozen? Leave yeah, us a comment, comment. If you can let us know frozen. if we're frozen or
0: not. It's looking frozen on our end. Ooh. But anyway, so in that point, I... Yeah, so I get what feels like really strong instruction to begin sharing the testimony of what God had done in our financial life. And, uh, and literally, uh, I think it was like a week later, we have this huge TV station call us. Um, and I'm oh, sorry to hear that. Hopefully hope you can hear us hope still. you can hear us, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we have this huge TV station. Let me see if I can change the camera and see if that works. Camera. Let's try this. There we are. Oh. We're back. Boom. Uh, so, so it's like right after that, we have this huge TV station call us and say, "Hey, do you guys have any testimonies you want to share?" I'm like, "Well, I guess we I think do." they were
1: asking like for our audience or whatever. Oh, Lawrence. I
0: guess we us. do. Um, and and so anyway, so the, anyway, so this I forgot what it was, but it was like so we go on there and share our story. <laughs> And it's like God immediately opens this huge platform for us to share um, a lot of the things he had done in our financial life. And um, and I just remember being like, this is crazy, crazy, crazy. And essentially, all of that that we shared then and out of this thing with um, us, out of this thing with us, um, yeah, sharing Sharing these testimonies of what he had done, like he led us to start writing this book. And this book was birthed out of all of that. Like we would have never written this book or we'd have never written it with so much authenticity mm-hmm. and honesty um, uh, had we not kind of gone through that and had he not convicted us of not yeah. really not giving him glory for what he had done in our financial Which life.
1: Which it was really interesting because you were having this like, I feel like we're supposed to share this. And we were we were driving to St. Louis to visit our family. Yes. And it was like, you need to share this right now. Let's scooch this this way so I'm in it. Um, you need to share this with your family this weekend. And Bob was like, No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, our families
0: didn't even know. They are, yeah, nobody knew. I
1: mean, this was like, we were really hush hush about it just because it, you know, it's super vulnerable to share this. I mean, there's a lot of reasons here we could go into. But and,
0: and you probably hear us now talking about it a lot and you're like, Oh, those are just those people that just don't, no. we're not.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, we are not. So uh, so we started
0: with our family. So
1: Bob starts to tell our family and immediately Bob is not a super emotional person. Like he's very even keeled. He handles his ups and downs just pretty much about the same. <laughs>
0: yeah. So
1: um, it's hard to know if he's excited or mad about something because <laughs> it's, it's just all really the same but he starts sharing this story and he starts like breaking down in front of my family like because which i didn't know why at the time but you said you just really sensed the presence of god as you're yeah. sharing this
0: yeah and, and what's so funny about that is i never felt that way before um like talking about the things like with you and I but there was something about when we obeyed and started doing the thing he asked us to do to share Mm -hmm. it publicly that it's like it just felt it felt holy and it felt right it felt like we were doing what we are supposed to do Um, you know and one other piece of that just giving you more and more backstory like it's turned out to be quite a long podcast I know um, Fleek, but you're getting all it. the meat, all the meat here. Uh, so all one other ju- piece of that the
1: juicy stuff is
0: I felt so weird, and I, and again, I felt like this is impossible. Like, how do we share the fact that at that point we had given away half a million dollars, and it not sound like we're just bragging about that? Like, I could not wrap my brain around how how to do that. But because like I literally felt convicted to not to do that, to share that thing, and I'm like, I don't know how to do that, and it not sound like. We're bragging and boastful. Um, and so, you know, our, our prayer is yeah. that that it never comes across that way. Yeah. Like, that's it. But it's like, again, we're not sharing that because we just know where we come from. We know what we brought to this equation. <laughs> it's just so obvious to us that it's really easy.
1: Well, and testimony is what helps people overcome. You know, we yeah. overcome by the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think the more we sh- can share things... But also in within that, this is such a vulnerable topic for so many people. Or, I think part of our calling from the Lord is to just normalize it. You know what yeah. I mean? Normalize talking about what He is doing yeah, in and, this really sensitive and you know. And touchy the thing subject that the reason people.
0: I think that we're sharing that is because I want I want everyone to know, like we are so. Um, Middle class, normal, basic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and yet God is able to do really cool things. And so mm-hmm. if he can do them through us, like he can do them through anyone. And I, I just want everyone to get a hold yeah. of that. That the fact that we, this middle class couple have given away a million dollars, it's like, that feels big, but it's just not. It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket for what God can do. Yeah. And And I didn't know that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and so a lot of what we do, a lot of our avatar, who we're speaking to, is me, you know, and yeah. you, like when we were younger. And so that's something that I would have loved to have known in my o- early 20s that that was possible. Because again, yeah. like I said, my box was so small, like what I thought reality was and what God could do. And He's just torn down those walls in our box over yeah. and over and over, over and again. Over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. So, anyway. So that's how we – that all led to kind of writing and creating this book, Mm -hmm. Um, which uh, out of all of that, once we moved into the book phase, creating the book was the hardest season of the business ever Um, because after that year taking the – business the year off the business is like, all right, things are really lean now. Um things yeah, were lean,
1: but barely
0: able to pay the bills. We
1: were uh, really reshaping everything. And we that was really when I reshaping. got involved
0: too. That's when we started pulling Linda in and we really started experimenting and kind of finding her place and her voice and all of this.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but things were really lean. And then the next year things are really lean. And then I feel like that's when we signed the uh the book deal um mm-hmm. to write the book and uh, and we did get a good advance from writing the book, but at but the end enough. of the day, um, <laughs> the book took about three years right. to create. And it, Yeah, uh, and I don't mean
1: to say they should have given us more. I just mean the, it was the product a big, that we created what, took a lot more time than I think we were anticipating. Oh.
0: Ten times more than so, we anticipated. So,
1: yes, we were grateful for the... And so as we're working on
0: the book, like so many other facets of our business just kind of went on the back burner mm-hmm. because the book was, again, what we felt like we were supposed to do and it was top priority and it was requiring so much time and energy and focus and mental, just cognitive, like yeah. everything. It was just really, really intense. Um, and so, yeah, so then we released that after going through that, Challenging period of writing it. Uh, Released that last year, a little over a year ago. Mm. Uh, While we were writing the book, our church asked us to create um, a course. Course. For um, they said
1: we're doing financial class. Yeah, we're doing. We want everyone to have like more education, just continued continued education. And so they called in like marriage and family specialists. What else did they do? They did like a a Bible study. A health, health and wellness one. one, and they they asked us to do a finance one. Yeah. And we were like in the thick of writing the book, and I had just had a miscarriage. Yeah. Like it was like this is the worst timing. I think that's what we thought. This is the worst
0: Well, timing. you had a miscarriage, but then on top of that you had
1: it – was, It was extra complicated medical stuff to that wear. That
0: made you uh, be really low energy for six weeks later? Yes,
1: yeah. At least six. At least six. I mean, there was yeah. there was a long process of recovery from that. So, so it was
0: a lot of challenge in that season. Right. So in that, we're creating this class called True Financial Freedom that we did at our church, and and I remember um after it was over, like because I'm we are, I love feedback. Honest, helpful feedback is just so valuable right. because it just helps us to create a better product. So. Um, if you own any of our stuff, like we always want your feedback, positive or negative, uh, because I just want to get better, and, be better nice and better and
1: better. Nice about your negative feedback. Nice that is always really better. Really, you know, us
0: but, <laughs> but anyway, so at, after the end of the course, or we had everybody take a survey at the end of the class, and um, and it went to our church, so we didn't see the results. And I, I reached out to one of the guys there, and um, and I think there were what sixty people in that class I the think first so, time yeah, or something. Somewhere there. And I reached out to one of the guys there. I said, Hey, I'd love to get that feedback so we can kind of improve on it, and. And he sends me the list of all the feedback from all those people. And it's like, really, really good. Like, just life changing, bubble. Like, really, everything is really positive. positive. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, he just like scraped out the negative stuff, you know, because <laughs> they didn't know anybody responding to the survey didn't know that we would see it. So there was no right. reason. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, he just scraped out the negative stuff. And so I emailed him back. I'm like, hey, I really would actually love to see the negative stuff. So can you send me that as well so that we can? Finding right. things to improve on. I'm glad ever, so many people liked it, but
1: yeah.
0: he's like, dude, that's it. We didn't pull anything out. Like everything <laughs> was positive. And we were like, and and not come just on. positive, but like in a really like, this is weird. Are we like onto something? Glowing. here?
1: Glowing, yeah.
0: Like we just didn't get it. Um, and so that was yeah. like kind of our first iteration of that. I'm like, all right, well, I think there's something here that's resonating, which was really good because the book hadn't come out yet, and we we're like, all right, yeah. well, this is good. Maybe this content. Because essentially it's a lot of overlapping content between the course and the book. Uh, Well, and we
1: were so surprised because we were basically creating that content week by week as we went. (laughs) It was (laughs) so much work. It felt like we were throwing it together a little bit, which is why I think we were expecting a lot more like helpful criticism to, you know, just improve it for the next time. Yeah. And which is again, I think is just proof that God was in it because That was, we were at such a low output point in yeah. our, like, what we had to give. We were
0: dragging, yes.
1: We were like, yeah, I mean, we wanted to do a good job, and we were doing our best, but we just are, we're pulled in so many other directions. Yeah. For lots so, of reasons.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, so then we <clears throat> began doing it for the C-Time audience. We did it over Zoom a couple times, and uh, and then people were asking for those recordings, so we posted those recordings online. Yeah. And uh, and then we've done just... done
1: it two more times live.
0: We've done it at our church a couple more times yeah. live. And, or in
1: person, I should say.
0: And it's come... And then we just started having more and more churches ask about it. So all this to say, like, we just recently shot it. So we now have it as a polished course that we're going to be releasing um, and, and really designed for churches and small groups. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. That's the long <laughs> story of where we are, how we've Super gotten to long, where we yeah. are. Um, but, you know, and just... Again, giving you as many details as you may or may not want. But where we are as a business now, um, we have a handful of products and courses. Uh, but like we feel really strongly that the book is kind of the foundation of what Seed Time is. And the True Financial Freedom class is essentially the video version of that um, well, designed for small groups.
1: All of this came out of the vision you know that when i say vision i don't mean like oh i saw a vision it the the kind of like oh this is what this is where we're going type of vision yep. um that really came out of that sabbatical year yeah and i mean i i, yeah, I think i want to just crazy. bring that up because i think yeah when people say we we have sabbaticals um once a year for a month and then also when we took that one year sabbatical uh it seems like well that's honestly ridiculous and how could you possibly and it's like if the lord is calling you to do it there is there's something on the other side of it that the obedience makes it worth it but it wasn't without challenge like it you know i think for some people they might be like oh yeah i wish i could take a year off like kind of almost like must be nice type of thing and it's like that's not why we do it actually it's sometimes really hard <laughs> a lot of times the, i think these sabbaticals are really hard because you think they're going to be one way, and then they're not, and yeah, it's not a anyway. vacation.
0: I it's think not a vacation. Uh, but that's a whole nother thing. What we've we get seen
1: God point. do, and the growth that has come out of it in ourselves, and then also like for the business, it has just—it's moved us forward exponentially. And that's why we do it. Like that yeah. is the the big motivation. There is that we've seen God do things that we're like, this is worth it every single time. Yeah, you know.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to do a quick little giveaway for anyone who... We're going to do this for any of the OGs here. So if you uh, were around in the Christian PF days, and um, then what I want you to do is forward an email. So go back in your email account, search for Christian PF, see if you can find one from... This would be July 2015 and earlier. So if you were around from that point, I want you to forward an email... From there to Lauren at seedtime.com. And we will give you a $50 gift card for any of the SeedTime courses, just as a thank you for being an OG. Thank you for being yeah. around. Um, and then another that. fun little thing we could do. How about
1: I'm loving your comments by the way? Yeah. I am actually reading them as they come in. I know we haven't like
0: All right. We got enough people in here to do this. Let's do this. So first person to throw your Venmo. Uh, username in the uh, comment section. We are going to send you $50 dinner on us tonight.
1: All right.
0: <laughs> And right. Um,
1: I'm going to do it right now, too. I mean, I'm going to send you the money. So send us your
0: Okay, <laughs> so on our side, just so you know what we see, we're seeing the YouTube comments as well as Facebook comments. So even if on your side you're seeing that you're first, you may not be first, but first person who does that, um, mm. we will do that. Um, and now there's a lot of other... <clears throat> I think you guys are hopefully aware of this by now, but we are doing a $2,000 Amazon gift card giveaway. Okay, there we go. Alice is our winner. Alice. Okay, Alice, we are going to send you out to dinner um, tonight. Thank you for throwing that in there. Uh, But anyway, so we're doing this $2,000 giveaway um, that uh, we're really excited about. And the way that you enter to do this is just by sharing um, something about Simple Money.
1: Hey, Alice go double check your um, your name and make sure that there's not any like dashes or spaces that need to be in here because I'm not seeing you yet <clears throat> okay go ahead sorry anyway
0: so the way that you enter uh, this giveaway is simply by sharing something about simple money rich life online somewhere okay so that can be on your blog that can be on Instagram Facebook Twitter doesn't really matter Amazon review any of these things doesn't really matter. You do any of those things, you'll be entered to win this 2000 dollars Amazon gift card. Or the other thing is any copies that you buy um, are automatically enter you into buy it, uh, into win. So if you go to our website, ctime.com slash FMRL, you can go there, you can buy a copy, and that will automatically enter you to win it as well. Now, on top of that, we have some other bonuses that we are running right now. Um, to where we are, <clears throat> and I don't know where we are in this whole thing exactly, but um, from the email we sent this morning, uh we are giving away um different gift cards for each person like kind of fast action thing so the first person to do it got a hundred dollar amazon gift card and then a hundred dollar um gift card for any c-time course um the fifth person got a 50 dollar amazon gift card and a hundred dollar gift card for any c-time course so we have these kind of structures in place so um so anyway the point is there's gonna be other bonuses on top of that so bottom line buy some books for some people, leave a review, post something somewhere, um, yeah. just your honest thoughts about it. Like we don't need you. <clears throat> we're not trying to get you to bribe you to um, say something positive, but just want you to share your honest thoughts with the world in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, that's it for today. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Hold on, um,
1: Alice, I did not get your, I haven't gotten your Venmo yet. So if
0: yeah, Alice, just email uh, Linda at seedtime.com. Email me and we will do I'll that. Send it. Uh, but thank you all for hanging out with us today. We love you, appreciate you. Um, glad we got to share some of this story and get it off of our chest. I know. Hopefully uh, it's been an encouragement in one way or another to you. And um, have a great one and we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to ctime.com to get signed up.